Eleanor Roosevelt said, if life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without flavor. Seneca said, not how long, but how well you have lived is the main thing. Dolly Parton said, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. This is episode number 170. My guest today was Stephanie Hackes. I like the story of young people trying to come up and coming from nothing, rags to riches kind of story. You know, just somebody who was young, uh, get pregnant at a quick, at an early age and build a business together with their husband and, and then try to find their own identity and build something themselves. I like Stephanie's story. She's a she's a hustler. She's somebody who is destined to do great things in life. And, and, and I love the interview. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Without further ado, let's jump into this interview with Stephanie Hawkins. Welcome to Make Shit Happen. I'm with my good friend today, Stephanie Hackett. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you for making time. I know we were talking the other day and, uh, you, you know, you, I kind of thought that, you know, you have a good story that you should share. I know you, you're you just getting started, but there's, you know, there's things that you've done and, and, and things you've been through that, uh, that, I mean, a lot of people need to hear. Uh, you, you were telling me that you were, you know, a young mother and, uh, you know, you and your uh, husband now went through a lot of changes, went through a lot of, uh, you know, different different circumstances and, and y'all have made a good life of yourself. So thank you, first of all, for accepting my invitation. Thank you for taking the time and coming to the show. Uh, I, would I would like to hear about it. So tell me, how did life for Stephanie start and, you know, when did it start and you got pregnant at an early age, I know. Let's go. It's your show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to share my story on this podcast. So basically, I was a young mom. I grew up very fast. I had no choice but to grow up very fast. Um, I get pregnant. I'm a young mom. I get married. My life immediately just does a 360. I grow up like a completely uh, night and day, completely different person. So um, I get, you know, married from there. I go to school. My goal was to continue school no matter what, continue getting education. I didn't want to be another stereotypical teen, Latina teenager that doesn't make it, that lives a certain life after becoming a teen mom. That's not what I wanted. That's not what my husband wanted. So we had- And how old are you at this time when you became at pregnant? At that age, I was 16. 16. We, 16 when you give birth or 16 when 16 you got pregnant? 16 when I had my oldest. Okay, so yes. so you got pregnant probably about 15. About. Okay. About. So I was... Very young mom. Very young. Very like young ninth mom. grade, 10th grade? No. 11th. Oh, 11th grade. Yeah. So I, I was always ahead of, you know, Your my time. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am like an old soul. So I was always ahead of my, my age. So I... That happens. I get pregnant. Okay, what's the plan? My husband and I were both very mature, and I think that's why we got along very well so early on because he knew what he wanted. I knew what I wanted. We spoke about it, what we don't want, what the stereotypical things are, and that's not who we're going to be or what we're going to become. So we had a plan very early on. No clue what the plan. Well, we thought we had to figure it out. 
Um, and we were going to follow that plan. He goes to work. I go to school uh, for nursing, a nursing degree, because my mom was in the medical field at the time. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. What did your parents, how did your parents feel? You know, you're pregnant at 15 years old. It was a shock. You know, it was a big shock. You know, of course, my dad had a plan for me or what they thought I would be. Um, so it was a big shock, but they, because I was very mature, we sat down and we had a conversation. My dad spoke to me, okay, you know, this happened, but it, from here on out, it depends what you're going to do, what you're going to make of it. Are you going to be, you know, what is it? You're going to be, so they set around rules for me as my parents of what, um, to expect. What to expect so it's yeah. either you continue going to school or you don't hear from us. You yeah. continue your education because we want what's best for you. We support you 100%. We have your back, but you need to put in your end of the bargain and finish school, makes, become someone. Yeah, education is so important sometimes. So, you know, uh, you go, you, 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 have, you, have birth, you give birth at 16. Your parents help you take care of the kid. I'm, I'm a baby. Yes, they they were a very your big parents help. or your 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 in laws. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. Yes and no. So uh -huh. I've mo I've always been. It's you know very controlling of what, um, of like me, I my decisions, and it was me that that did this. It's me that's going to be full responsibility. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I we move out into a little apartment. Um, I go to school. I have him in daycare. I, in the mornings, I get him ready. We go to school. I pick him up during my lunch break. I go have lunch with him. I come back. And of course, my parents, like I couldn't have done it without them. Mm. Always helping me out, guiding me when I needed, when I was working or needed things like that, they would support. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, I mean, you know, if you look, I'm sure when you look back at all that, you're like, oh my God, I, I don't know how I did it. Exactly. It's, it's so hard. I mean, especially at a young age. I mean, you know, someone asked me a question yesterday and I'm like, I, I thought about it i'm like i don't know i don't know how i did it but i mean you know at that time you know the strong i mean the strong it's survive. like you're in survival mode there's yeah. no time to stop and think it was for ever since i became a young mom it was like go 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 i didn't really had a time to stop and and analyze and overthink and let it get me down no it's like i need to become someone for my child i need to work i'm this is not gonna be like this is not going to be who I am. Just a teen mom. There has to be more. So now, so now you 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 know you start you start going to school. You start wanting to be in nursing school and everything. And and your husband at, is working. I mean, you know he he's young. I mean, what's the age difference between you? Uh, he was eighteen. He's eighteen. So two year age difference. Two two, two and a half year age difference. And and he's working. I mean, no formal great education right there. But he's like, oh, I need to I need to support my family and right. And y'all already know. I'm, I'm sure the parents didn't like you moving out and and uh, it was a big shocker for everyone for everyone so so now you start going to school what happens next okay so i started going to school because the nursing field is a tough field to be in you're surrounded by so many things someone recommended me to get a job in the field whether obviously not nursing because you need a degree but something where i can see and know if it's what i want to do so i took that advice i got a cna license I get a job at a nursing home, a senior facility. I'm working there. I have the stomach to handle things. I'm very strong, so I can see and handle certain things. But what I couldn't handle was that, like the time away from my son. I couldn't handle not being there, the, like, the little milestones. And um, I remember one time I get a call 
and it's for my mother-in-law your son is sick and i remember like feeling so horrible it was just a small cold it was not a big deal but for me in that moment being a new mom i couldn't handle it and i quit i quit uh, and i was like working a nine to five isn't for me in that moment i knew like that's not what i want i have to figure something else out um going back to talking to my husband like what's the plan he had his plans of course um, he was in the car industry. He grew up in the industry. So he always knew that that was what he wanted to do. So I was like, okay, well, let's uh, let's do it. Like, I can't do the nine to five. I have to be with my son. So uh, right before my 18th birthday, he we decided together. He also quit his job. We decided that we were going to open a car dealership, a pre-owned car dealership. Um, I was 18. He was 20. We had four or five cars. I had no experience, obviously, never been around cars. He has. He knew ex- what he was doing, but still had no experience running a business. So what did he do? He went and got three or four cars? Three or four cars. We had a spot, and that's how we started. With four cars, pre-owned cars. We started with a few customers. We were in-house financing, uh, great deals, good cars. He would go to the auction while he was leaving to the auction. I was in the office running everything inside. Where, where, I mean, where did he get funding from? Was it like something that you saved? We saved. We y'all saved. saved. We yeah. were young. We literally only paid for the bills. Like there was no going out to eat. There was no shopping. There was no fun. It was a sacrifice that we did because even early, we were so young, but we were way above our years at the time that I look back. Yeah. Um, so y'all had y'all had been saving for something big, right? And then so so then the time comes, and you know he can buy three four cars, probably probably just cheap cash cars. I'm assuming. Yeah, ninety nine Tahoe. Yeah. One of them to be exact. Yeah. Um, and and what year was this? This was and I can't. My son was born in 2019. 17, 18, 19? Oh, no, two, wait. 2009. 2009. 2009, yeah. So 2009 is when y'all, when y'all, when y'all got this dealership. So y'all have it about 11, 12 years, 12 years now. Going, so, yeah. Okay. And so there was like, so he, he got three or four cars. Now he's selling them, buying them on auction, selling them, right. buying on auction. And y'all are financing, in-house financing, and probably what are y'all using at that time? Other companies are just in-house. It was just us. I mean, I I look back and I don't know how we did it. It was our own money. Uh, He had been saving while he was working at another job. He had been saving and flipping cars on the side. That's how we were able to save our and get a bigger income sooner. Uh Um, We started with those four cars. We didn't use no other companies to help out with the financing. Um, We did everything ourselves with just the little money that we saved and we figured it out. Okay, and then so small, small dealership. Y'all open up small. Basically, basically, it was really, if I, if I, if without without offending anybody, it, it was just probably just a little parking lot kind of thing that y'all basically yes. started. Well, the office thing. was great. The uh, office is beautiful. The office is good. It's in a good location. But at the time, we had four cars, like. And, and and the location is still there today, correct? The location is still there. And y'all have done a there. lot of stuff to the, probably to the office now. Yeah. So you started with four cars. What's the most at, at a time y'all had? I mean, you know, what's the most cars y'all had at one time? We've had over 40, 50 cars at a time. At a time. We right have, now, it got to be a difficult time, right? Because you can't find inventory. Right. And and, and if the car comes, they sell pretty it's fast. It's a hot market, yeah. So I'm, so I'm sure, I'm sure it's a, if y'all, you, you and your husband are going through a little difficult challenges over here. 
there's challenges, but that's where you have to learn to find other different ways to make it happen and to continue to grow. Even though it's a hot market, I mean, a very tough market to be in right now, it, we have grown the most notes okay. through in this time. I went beginning of COVID, we were like, we didn't know what to expect, what's going to happen. But we've seen the, the difference. We've been able to grow a certain amount of notes in a certain amount of time, regardless of what's happening. Okay. So, so I mean, you know, for, for 18 and 20 year olds starting a dealership, and I know your your husband kind of started and you were right there on his side, starting it together. Right. And I mean, you know, getting to 40, 50 car at one time, I mean, must be a proud moment to look back and say, oh my God, we kind of made it. And and, and today y'all use different finance companies too? No. Still do we're all still in-house? The same. Oh, so, st- I, so a lot of notes out, out on the street. Yeah, so we there's hundreds of customers. So yeah, we use no financing. There's companies that come and we're very no we don't we don't need it okay uh, we, so y'all basically do your own uh, own paper okay yes, wow, that, we have our own notes our own um we've collection built. and everything yeah okay nice so, so y'all have built into a good uh, uh you know a good business a good operation over here uh, stephanie so i know when we were talking before this offline about a couple of years ago you told your husband hey i want to do something of my own right tell us a little bit about that okay so yeah so the car industry was going well. Um, I was working very long hours. As you know, when you're building a business, it's a baby. You have yeah. to build it from the ground up. You have to put a lot of time, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hard work, and which I'm okay with. I'm completely okay with the hard work that comes with with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, that was not my dream. You know, we figured out that was his. That's something that he was good at. I learned it. I learned all the process in and out. Everything about the car industry, I became really good at it. I became really good at sales where I can sell, I can basically sell anything. Uh, however, I was good at it, but that's not my passion. Mm-hmm. I, I came to an age, you know, I, at this point at 24, I have two boys. Um, I, have a, I had a second son at 21. Um, both of them are in school. And I kind of came to a point where of reflection, okay, we're at a good point in our lives where I can now go pursue what it is that I want, my goals and and my passions. Um, So I did that. I had been saving to open up a business. At the time, I didn't know what it was going to be. I just kept saving and saving and thinking, what is it that I'm going to do? What is my calling? What's my purpose Um, in life? You know, I'm a great wife. I'm a great mom. I've done very, you know, other things for the business, but what's for me. So at 24, I decided to open up a clothing store, a clothing boutique. Mm-hmm. Um, I Again, I knew nothing about the industry. I'm someone that's not very patient. When I want something, I want it now. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I got the idea. I had the money saved up for um, for the business. So one day I told my, I had done my research. I had been calling all over for manufacturers where how does the process work? Everything that I want to do, I learn on my own. I just do my own research. I get online. All the resources are there. So you did. You, you opened up a boutique. I opened now, when up, did you open up that? In 2017. 2017. 2017. 2017. So yeah. And and so, do you still have that boutique today or? Right now, no. Okay. Right now. When uh, did you When did you finish that? When did you move away from uh, the boutique? 2020. Business? It was in 2020. It was a great few years. I've learned a lot. I found what it is, other things that I'm good at. From there, it led to events. It led to photo shoots. It led to fashion shows. I met so many amazing people. I built a completely different network away from the clothing, I mean, from the car industry. 
Um, so, so the clothing business was basically an intro, you know, okay, to what gotta, I'm able to do. So here, I'm, and and I mean, you know, I want to ask you this: What did you? I mean, is it is it because the clothing business was not doing that great, or is it you know what I can probably do more? Let me just consider this a lesson. You might have you know taken some L's, may, maybe fallen a little bit failed a little bit which is which is okay and you said you know what let me let me learn from this and move away. what what happened it was definitely that <laughs> so i soon realized after i got into it see i'm dealing with big sales in the car industry i'm dealing with big notes i'm dealing with you know a lot of customer service when i opened the clothing boutique it sells I, i'm in the smaller tickets and smaller tickets um, I love dressing up. I like, so I thought at the time, okay, it's going to work out. It's a great business idea. Whatever it is that I do, I know I'll set my mind. I'll do my research. I'll, I'll do well when it comes to marketing and sales. But then I should realize that the amounts, um, of selling the amount of time, like I was building it yeah, from the ground uh, up. Yeah, unlike the car industry, you, you, you sell a hundred thousand, you probably need to sell maybe seven or eight cars or six right. cars to do a hundred thousand over here you got to sell i mean a lot of a lot i mean i mean thousands of of, of clothing right and so so and is I, it because is it because was it taking too long or was it is because it was like too dealing with too many customers or what was it? i think it was a mixture of everything it was taking too much time away from my family and i had to put everything on the table and put it into perspective okay i have a, i want to pursue a passion for myself i want to build a name for myself I did, I built with my husband, but I wanted something of my own. Um, so at the time I had to, once I opened it up, I soon realized like it's not for me. It was a very vain industry. I was used to dealing with different type of customers. And at the time it was just so many things. Is it worth it for me to be away from my family? Is it worth it to be away from my kids? Because my kids didn't like me. My kids grew up in the car industry. They know the business. They were there all day with me. I've never had a babysitter at the boutique. I wanted to keep the same. I've never needed help with my children. They didn't want to come with me. They didn't want, it was too girly for them. And um, I had to put everything into perspective. The notes are small. The sales are small. I have to sell much more quantities. Is it worth my time to be away from my and family, from cost, my kids? The marketing cost is high. And it's, a, it's a lot that goes in, in, into So at the, at the end of the day, with the clothing, in, uh, the clothing business, did you make I, money? I made money. Oh, I did. So you it made, was never you a loss. Money, so it was, it, you made money, but you just didn't think it was enough to right. compensate everything else. Right. It so wasn't enough did, to so compensate. So then what do you do? So I... I mean, but you did it for three years. It must have been a, it must have been a tough decision to stop doing it. Right. Uh. Yes. Yes and no. I'm very, you know, what I always follow my intuition. Yes, I have built clientele. Um, but I, then you start thinking about, you know... I did it for three years. Will people think I failed at it? Will people think I'm a failure? Because, you know, we're just humans at the end of the day. Definitely. Did that cross your mind? Of course. Of course. And, you know, I see things differently than the other people see. So when I opened the boutique, I completely built that brand away from the car dealership. Nobody knew that I had a business prior. Nobody knew that I was in sales for 11, 12 years. A lot of people are followers or people that I know are finally like just finding out about that. I wanted to build my own brand. So nobody knew that I was already doing something. So of course they probably were like, it's a, like she felt it's a failure. But at the end of the day, what other people think I'm at a point in my life where I've 
somewhat established at an early age. I've built something. I have a family. I, I, I'm comfortable where I can take the decision what for myself, not caring what other people think. And sometimes failure is really not a failure. It's just a learning experience. It's a le- it's, and that's how, how, what people need to understand. Yeah. It's not failure. It's either, this is my favorite quote, either I win or I learn. Like I never lose. I never lose either I win or I learn. And that's how I saw it. It was an experience. It was, I see like a school. I learned something. I made money. I didn't lose money. But it was a chapter that needed to be closed. It was something yeah, that just something you didn't want to do. So then what, you, then what do you then what do you start doing after that? Um, so how I closed it, how I made the decision, I was going to uh, move online. Uh, that's that was going to be like my way out of the actual storefront yeah. to be online yeah, away from big brick and mortar store. Yeah, away from a brick and mortar because I hate pain lease. Yeah. I hate pain lease. Uh, it was away from my brick and mortar and a way where I can still keep and maintain my customers because I did build a big clientele within three years. I had already done shows. People knew me for that. So yeah, it was a little difficult just to shut it down from night and day. So that's what I was going to do. I was going to rebrand, change the name that way. It wasn't just like a boutique because it was a brick and mortar. I was going to rebrand and then COVID happens. Uh So it's like, okay, it's definitely a sign that this is not what I'm supposed to do. I was already feeling a certain way about it. I didn't want to be away from my family anymore. COVID happens, manufacturers overseas start Is shutting it, yeah. down. Logistics become really, really hard. Yeah. So, yeah. and then so, that just kind of made the decision for you. And it you. was like, I, it, that's exactly what I needed to do. It made sense. I felt comfortable. I'm not going to reopen. During COVID, I was at home. Uh, I believe we spoke around that time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, what's the next move? Because I'm not someone that can just stay still. I cannot stay home. I cannot stay still. Um, so I started looking at my options. Real estate was something that caught my eye uh, because, again, it's dealing with bigger amount, Figures, yeah. uh, a bigger sales, bigger amount, you know. So it caught my attention. I started doing research as much as I can learn about it. All night, like I was Googling, YouTubing until I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I took the money that I had saved up from the clothing business and i invested it into a property so that's so what did you do with them you rented you flip what did you i didn't flip i rented i have a tent so so you basically bought some property and you're you're basically right i renovated yeah i renovated renovated and you're leasing it now um when you were in the clothing uh uh, industry you you said you did some fashion shows right and, and stuff and also what i the way i met you is like you started you're doing you started doing these fashion show and you started raising money for, you know, like causes like lymphoma and leukemia and, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, you just did recently uh, an event for uh, like a rodeo team for, for, for kids, scholarship and everything. And then uh, I think you did one a couple of years ago. I met you over there. I think uh, Revive. I can't remember what it was Revere, called. Yeah. Right, Revere. So, so what, I mean, you know, did you can say the clothing business brought you to another passion, that is fashion shows, networking, events. Okay. What do you think about that? Yes. So is that's that, something, is that fair to say? Uh, that's exactly right. So it's something that at the time I had no idea. So I went from car industries only being there all day to the boutique being there. And I really, I knew people, but I didn't network. I've worked basically all of my life. That's all I did, like work, work, work. So when I started the, the, the boutique, one thing led to another, marketing, 
Um, I need to market. I need to get my brand out there. I met several people. I had a friend who at the time, my first show, uh, my very best friend, she's still my best friend, like we're still really close, uh, got diagnosed with cancer. She gets mm. diagnosed with cancer. She needs funding. It was like one, it was a complete surprise. Nobody saw it coming very young. You know, who would have expected? She was not prepared for that financial hit. Um, so I was thinking I was in my boutique that day. Okay. What can I do? What can I do? Okay. I'm going to do a fundraiser. I'm going to do an event where I can raise funding for her, for her first, like for her chemo, for her surgery. She needed so many things all at once. Um, so that's how I came up with that idea. I put it to my first show, which was a fashion show, divine fashion show, um, at Chapman and Kirby. I put it together within 30 days. I needed, and that was what I had in mind. I need to help my friend. I need to help my friend. I need to raise money. So that in, that in those 30 days, everybody told me it's impossible. How are you going to pull off a show at such a big venue? Uh, how are you going to raise, bring so many people together? How are you going to raise? But I didn't think of any of that. All I kept thinking was, okay, my friend, she needs help. I'm going to make the impossible so happen. How, how many people did uh, showed up? Um, I had about four or 500 people show wow. up. Yeah. And, and within 30 days, I had 20, 30 models. I had several outfits, other vendors. I um, We raised a good amount. Okay, well, good, good, good. So, and that, that helped your friend? That helped her. Um, that helped her a lot. And then from there, it was like, okay, I'm good at this. I, I like can do it. More. I like shows. I'm involved. I'm dealing, I'm networking. I'm talking to people, what I was used to in the car industry. So I'm networking. I'm talking. I'm socializing. I'm meeting other business owners. We're coming together, marketing, all of that fun and, stuff. And then this networking takes you to things that to what you're doing now you're more involved in the mlm marketing correct yes okay tell us a little yeah, bit yeah so that. i like to try all sorts of things i like to get involved as much as i can learn as much as i can what is it that i can do next um and there also during covid while i was trying to figure out my path or what it what it is that i'm going to do next mm -hmm. um a friend of mine presented me the opportunity about mlm she had been telling me for about six months, but at the time I'm like this, no, like there's no way I'm a business owner, MLM. I know it works because I have friends that are very successful in multi-level marketing. Um, and I said, I told her no for a few months until finally I decided it was COVID. I needed to be social during MLM. You we're on zoom calls. We're training, we're talking to others. So I decided to join like, uh -huh. okay, I'm going to join, but if I'm going to join them, we're going to go in. We're going to go all in. And that's exactly what happened. I joined the company, Monet. Uh, it's been a little over a year. We grew, I grew a team of um, over 30. Well, the way that works is people join your team. I reached a certain rank within two months in the company, which was a leader rank. I grew a team. We were all, we're all so doing great. So how many people great. are you in your team? Team. downline and my downline there's about 130 oh nice nice yeah. nice nice so and, and i mean you know i think that kind of fits your yeah like, you know your personality getting to get getting together with other girls other women hearing their stories probably inspiring it is because what um multi-level marketing is is you're basically you're showing how to duplicate a business mm -hmm. So I've met many type of women, so many women, and everybody wants the same thing. They want success. They want an extra time freedom. They want an extra source of income, whether they're working a full-time job, but they need extra income. Um, they don't want to work anymore. They want to travel more. They want to take their kids on vacation. This is a form that you can use, multi-level marketing, to get those extra things. So what is Monet? 
Monet's hair, vegan hair products, hair and skincare. Okay, so Wellness. hair and skincare, vegan product, and then, yeah. and then so you started with this, and uh, you know MLM is not for everybody. It's hard business. It's not for everyone, for it's, sure. And it's hard business. You really need dedication and everything, and you you did that. Now you know I want I want to talk to you about something. If if you were to have a message, or 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 a, or or something to say an advice to somebody, young couple, young person, you know who's coming up, how How important it is to save money? Oh, it's extremely important. It's very, very important to say, like, it, I can't stress that enough. When you're starting something, when you're young, when you want to build, when you're in school, when you're in career, whatever it is that you're building, savings is so it's, fundamental. Is a, is a lifeline of everything. Yeah. So, so what do you, what do you, what would you say? Like, if I make a hundred dollar, how much should I save? You're gonna save more than half. Okay, you're so gonna, you want to save more than half. Yeah, you're okay. gonna before I pay my bills or after I pay my bills. Well, your bills come first. You have to take care of all your bills. You have to leave an amount. So when you for say saving. bills, like all the necessities. So let's say if I have a hundred dollar, sixty dollars, I get sixty dollars bills. Now I got forty dollars left. I should save, save more than that half of that forty. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Maybe it's a little extreme, but for me, extreme is what we need. Extreme to do. is what you need. Extreme is what I need, and I've been a very good saver since I was 16 because we knew what we needed. Yeah. We knew what it needed, what it needed to be done to get there. Which was again, it all goes back to sacrifice and the saving, which is so important. If you don't have money, if you don't have savings, you open up a business, but things aren't going to go as planned. Things aren't going to go well. That's why you have your savings to keep you afloat for you know, whatever amount of time. Stephanie, I'll say you, you've probably been blessed. You know, you, you and your husband built a good business. Your husband can still handle it. You were like, hey, you know what? I've been spending so much time in my business. It's, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week, you know, taking, you know, and you're like, I want to do something that is still maybe give me a little freedom. Has that given you more freedom of time? Or you're like, you find yourself, man, I'm busting my ass because to be successful, I still need to spend, you know, invest a lot of time in my business. What is it? Um, yeah, definitely. Because, <laughs> but that's what keeps me excited. Like if I'm not busy, if I don't have multiple things going on, if I am not taking full advantage of my day, I feel like I haven't done well. So like a lot I, of business, a lot of people, they get into business for this reason that they want time freedom. They want freedom time. Does right. it exist? No. Like <laughs> you're nine to five, you're working 40 hours for yourself. You're probably going to work 80 or more hours. Yeah. And that's something that you have to know. Like it's a, I'm going to open a business. I'm going to be successful in a year. I'm going to have all this money. I'm going to be able to go shopping, travel the world. No, like unless you it, know, it doesn't, it really doesn't happen. It right? really doesn't I mean, happen. So, so you just said a little while ago, well, you know, people get an MLM and they think they can, they can do all this. How many times does it happen? Because I feel like anything that's worth building takes time, takes time. Right. right, it takes time, and and I mean you know, yeah, it might happen, but but I mean you know, ten, twelve, thirteen years from today, but but I mean you know, a lot of people just don't have that time. They don't want to invest that time. What do you think about that? That you need to, if you want to become whatever self sufficient, self sufficient, and you want the time freedom, you want financial freedom. This is what it takes. There's no way around it. It's either you're gonna. Keep the lifestyle that you have, or you're going to put in the work, the sacrifice, the time, the hours, the long days, the sleepless nights, the early mornings, the stressful, like the stress, um, everything that comes with it, the the low moments, the high moments, everything in between. It's You have to be resilient, and you just have to do it. There's no other way. And if that's the life that you want to live, then you have to put in the work. Like 
What is your opinion of why people think if I open up my business, I don't have to work that hard. I can just work 25, 30, 40 hours, less than 40 hours. I would, why do people think that? Because there's this fantasy. There's this fantasy of what entrepreneurship is. And because of social media right now, because on, entrepreneurship is very glamorized. It's very like, you have to become an entrepreneur if you want, which is great. But if you're going to suggest someone to become, they need to know all that comes with it. Yes, you may see the five minutes that someone posted on their social media. You may see the car. You may see the purse. You may see the red bottoms. You may see that they went on a trip, but you only see it for a little bit. You don't see all the other stuff that goes behind the scenes. And that's what people need to know that it's that's not it. Yes, you'll get to that point after a certain time, after all this, you've built something established, well, very established with a good like foundation for you to, okay, now I can spend but but you have to put in the work and it's no other way around it like i know we all have the fantasy okay i'm gonna open my business it's gonna go very well i'm gonna make money i'm gonna quit my job but there's so many things that are gonna happen in between and you will get there eventually you're gonna build the life that you want you're gonna build the dream that you want your business that you want but you have to put in the work and do it and not give up no matter what whether you hear no's whether you hear other people bashing you or criticizing you you have to let go of what people have to say about you that's one of the biggest things that holds us back the naysayer like what are they going to say if i do this what if i quit my job what if i open up this business what are people going to say if i don't spend money if i don't buy that bag if i don't go on this vacation i'm not posting but that's what it takes you live a couple of years of your life like most people won't so you can live like the how how does it say go you live a, cu a couple of years of your life like most people won't so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't yeah absolutely people like to take pictures of the rainbow they don't like to document or record the the ugly rain and the ugly thunderstorms and the ugly flooding yeah it's it, entrepreneurship is worth it a hundred percent it's just not easy you just yeah. have to be very consistent put in the hard work the long hours have to be willing to do what it takes to get there gotcha but it, i recommend i recommend it it's yeah i mean it's, it's hard but it's not for everybody huh it's, it's not <laughs> uh so you know let's just i, I want to be i want to be conscious of time i want to be respectful of your time and we can talk for hours and I hours can. And, i can and and, and 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 i can too right so so i mean we can but but i want to be respectful of your time and i like to keep this at a, at a certain uh time length for my audience and and also for my guests but let's just say today is you know you you happen to live you know, 100 years old, right? And and you go, today is the last day of your, on this world. And, you know, you're over 100 years old and they come over there and say, Stephanie, you know, it's time to go. But you got to take all these podcasts, all the YouTube recording, all these books that you wrote with you, right? But uh, I want you to, here goes a pen and a paper, leave three things for your future generation, for the future world, what will those three things be? It can be it can be how to live life. It can be keys to greatness. It can be your truces. What will it be, those three things? I would say be yourself, own your truth, be who you are, no matter what. Never give up. Always chase after your dreams, like never give up, no matter what happens. 
And anything is possible as long as you believe it and believe in yourself and in your dream. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What is next for you, Stephanie? I mean, you know, you just I know you're young and you're just getting started. Yeah, I feel like the last 11 years, 10 years of being a business owner were my school. <laughs> like I, okay, I've learned this much. I've made certain mistakes. I've learned a lot. It's been good. But the next phase of my life, I feel like I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm ready to take it to the next level to build, to continue to build my real estate, uh, continue to um, portfolio, continue to grow that. I want to get into commercial real estate. That's where I have found what I really like to do and help others, help others show them that it is possible that if I did it at a young age, you can too, no matter what your circumstances is, no matter where you grew up, no matter if you finished school, no matter what it is that you're dealing with, that you can be successful. And that's what I would like to As do. long as you work hard. As, as long, long as, you as you work, work hard, hard and show up. Because show up every nobody's going to hand you the money if you don't show up and you don't Nobody's going to come and work. save you. Yeah, nobody's going to come save you. They're not yeah. coming. They're not coming to save you. You have to save yourself. <laughs> They're not coming. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Thanks thank for taking you. the time. And thank you again. Now let's okay. go out there and make shit happen now, okay? Let's make shit happen. <laughs>